When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Captain Doug Sprinthal. And Lieutenant Andy Brampernot. Yeah, exactly. Captain well, Lieutenant. It's what gonna, the boat's in the water, and it's going to be 90 oh, next week. true. It's ready to go, no uh, doubt about I'm it. going to be the skipper in about three weeks. I might so. have to self-isolate. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, no, I can't go anywhere with the boat. I have to stay on the boat for at least three months. Damn it. Yeah, it'll be just horrible. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, I can see Andrew and Paul writing you checks, sending it to you every week, no problem. <laughs> sure. We shall be back, kick things off. Tim Lammers will join us right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. You know, I always come in here knowing that I'm supposed to do an ad, and I never think about what I'm going to say. I'm completely uncomfortable. Yeah, I suppose. Why break a streak? Don't ruin it. (laughs) Let's talk about Walzer to you. I think most people have got the message, but it's proven to be really, really successful. It's a process in sales and service where you can do just about everything from the comfort of your home, if you wish. You can buy cars online, do most of the pay, almost all of the paperwork can be completed digitally. We can deliver the car to your house. There's a three-day return policy, so you really can't buy a bad car. Uh, You can't service them at your house, but you can set up an appointment. We'll come out, pick your car up. Uh, do the service, uh, sanitize it, and drop it back off in your driveway and fire the keys at you from over 20 feet away, and you'll be fine. Like it. All the information is on walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. She's a good girl. I never even noticed there was a candy cane in here before. She's a good <clears throat> How long has that been candy here? Probably cane? Christmas. Yeah, it's yeah, been here since Christmas. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I will be enjoying that one. Is Timmy oh, yeah, with us? There is. Yeah, there's a candy cane here. Uh, yes, he is. Timmy. 
Hey, Tommy. What's hey, up, Hey, Doug, man? how are you? Good, sir. So, have you done your homework? Because we only had a few minutes last week, and, and uh, I'm you wondering know, if you I, saw I Pirate did, Radio I yet. did watch it, and it was okay, but I... I I wasn't knocked over by it. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman is such a great actor, and that was kind of a weird role. It was, I don't know, it, it was an interesting Games? story. No, um, uh, Pirate Radio. It was a true Western. story about uh, a ship off the coast of England that would, you know, broadcast that dirty, nasty rock and roll. Oh. And that, and that, but I don't know. I it, Sorry, it wasn't my favorite. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed watching it, but I... I, I I've seen him in other stuff that I thought was way, way better. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's, a, it's an entertaining movie, plus a lot of great music. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's definitely true. Wow, now, it, was Tom, a, it was an additional 20 minutes outside the U.S., so hey. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, Tom, uh, I'm wondering uh, if, if you knew this fact that uh, movie critics are responsible for uh, global warming. Well, movie that. critics are. No, I thought it was only white men, according to AOC. It's just white men. <laughs> Most movie critics are. So. <laughs> You're talking about it after, after I, my segment this morning. Man, this? oh, man. No. Oh, yeah, she's talking to some black guy. I don't know who the black guy is, but he's a, he apparently he's a some kind of you know protester or whatever. And she said... Philip deGrasse Tyson. And, no, no, Neil deGrasse Tyson is a lot smarter than this guy. This guy's an imbecile. Philip, what I meant <clears throat> So she says to him, it, is it, and she's got the mournfully sad voice like this going, is it true that that people of color are much more affected by climate change than other people? Yes, ma'am, that's absolutely true. It's well documented, which, of course, is total bullshit. Uh, and then she says to him, oh, God, it got even worse. It was unbelievable. So she said, and, and also, isn't it true that the cause of almost all climate change is white men? White men in the uh, NBA. I don't know if you ever heard of India and China, where yeah. all of the filth is coming from, but I don't. Pretty sure they're not honkies over there. Yeah. And of course, he said, "Yes, absolutely. It's been proven over and over that white men who own industry are the cause of all prop." What a couple of morons! And now she's <laughs> going to be the energy czar. Yes, I saw that. Oh. She has lost all credibility among even the most far left. Yeah, they don't like her anymore. The new political strategy, uh, regardless of which side of the aisle you sit on, is if you want to get noticed, you just make up the most outrageous shit in the world. Basically, yeah. You're right. Well, that's true. No, it's not even close to true, but people will believe it. I know they will. What do you think of my theory, the three of you, Andy, Doug, and Timmy, that you have the crooked scumbags that are placating the morons, and the rest of us are all caught in the middle. Yeah, I think that's probably right. That is. A little day brightener. They did, uh, the FBI seized that senator's cell phone, the guy that they thought was doing insider training. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, Tommy, yesterday you mentioned uh, um, about the the, uh, the breakdown of, of the millionaires in Congress, which is basically all of them. All of them, 12 million and, average. And the number one was the uh, woman, she's a Republican senator from Texas. She was Carrie or Kelly something. It was on Wikipedia, and I don't know if that... I'll tell you why that's probably BS, but she was number one at $500 million. <laughs> and, and then, this is what shocked me. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was mentioned, but they said her net worth is only $16 million. You know why? I thought that 
That's it was just well her. over sixteen million. Yeah, because her husband's a billionaire. Yeah, they and left that part yeah. out. He, he's he's the deep pockets and. My yeah. right-wing friends are like, well, Pelosi's worth all this money. Where did you get it from? Stolen it. I said, no, she got it the same way Trump made it, off real estate. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, yeah, yeah, so, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm calling out both sides. I mean, you know, and, and the reason I bring up the woman that was number one, I have to look up the uh, page again, but she was one of the people that, once the coronavirus started, that uh, dumped a bunch of stock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The blonde woman, she's young. Yes. Yep, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so, I mean, call everybody out, uh, both sides. Yep. Call them all out, man. Because, yeah, she's worth $500 million, the one that's worth the most. God. <sighs> the average person in Congress is worth $12 million. What happened to this country? Yeah. You, you become a politician, and automatically you're a millionaire. My favorite, though, I think, is that, what's her name, the black woman out in uh, South Central? Her district is South Central, but yeah. she lives in Bel Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't live in my own district. I like to live in Bel Air. Well, oh, I think some of them make it, you know, bribes and stuff. But a lot of them, they get into it as just an ego deal. They're millionaires already. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, maybe you ought true. to be in the Senate. Yeah, it takes true. a lot of money Mark to D- get Mark elected. Mark Dayton's a great example of that. <clears throat> yep, he, did, yep. he didn't make any money. Well, he made probably some, but he, he walked in with wheelbarrows full. Yeah, he did. I found the list. Do you want me to send it to you, Andy, or send it to Cassie, or what? Because it's interesting. Kelly Leffler is the name. Kelly Leffler, the... yep, there you go. Uh, for social media, send it to Cassie. Okay, uh, I will send, uh, and then she can forward it on to you. Um, yeah, because it is pretty interesting. And and it's funny because there are others that supposedly earn more, but Pelosi, they rank her at number three. The first one is Kelly Leffler, 530-something million. Uh, Greg Gianfort. A Republican from Montana, 135.7 net worth. And then they got Pelosi, 16 million net worth. Mm. Weird. Right, right. Oh, wait. Well, I guess, no, yeah. Then, then there's somebody behind her, a Republican from Texas, 113. So I don't understand why she'd be ranked third. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send it along to Cassie and she could get it to you guys. But, yeah, it's it's disgusting. You brought it up yesterday, Tommy. I thought, hmm, I it's wonder unbelievable. how much all these folks are worth with the $500 million. Oh, good. my God. And it's her husband that's worth all that money, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, I'm trying to think what she, uh, I went to her page and they explained what her deal is. Yeah, junior senator, she was appointed the position, by right, the way. Right, right. Um, <laughs> served as chief executive officer of BAKKT, a subsidiary of, Comedy, com- comedy. Yeah, uh, and, and financial service provider, Intercontinental Exchange, co-owner of the Atlanta Dream of the WNBA. Well, there you go, the Atlanta Dream. And on Dream. December fourth, two thousand nineteen, Brian Kemp selected her to as a successor. And then, how long was she in there before she dumped the stock? About an hour. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! And the other guy is the one that Doug was talking about. He is going to go to jail. You think so? Oh, yeah. There's, I don't think there's any. Insider yeah, trading like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, when they, when they grab your phone, I think you're yeah. kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, whoops. What's your passcode? I'm not telling you. You're going to have a real hard time figuring that right. out. See, what I don't get is guys like that, why as soon as there's a first hint of trouble, if even if you're not insider trading, just throw your phone in a volcano and get a new one. Yeah. Why don't you? Because goodbye evidence. Well, why, why all of a sudden is it illegal, or why did they seize it when they know this stuff's been going on? Because I thought they could get away with that technically. 
No. Not insider trading. No, insider no, trading is always they illegal. They passed a pretty tight law, I think, during the Obama administration, specifically for members of Congress. I think it was in 2010 or 11. Oh, okay. So it used to be legal. Yeah, I think they kind of look the other way. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, oh, totally, that's yeah. That surprised me. Uh, so yeah, I guess there's a reason for getting rid of the old phone there then. Yeah, exactly. Works for me, I'll tell but you 500 that. million, when's enough enough? When the hell is enough enough? Yeah. How about five hundred percent of that and I'll retire? One yeah. percent of five hundred million, that's yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Only five million bucks. Exactly. But, you know, five million. You can get by on five million. You retire on that? Probably true. <clears throat> you know. Uh I don't know. We'll we'll just I guess we'll keep foraging on because you look at these other places. I mean they say that he won't reveal it, of course, but they say that Putin far and away is the wealthiest man on earth. I guess that $140 trillion or whatever yeah, it was. Cases <laughs> like his, we'll never know what he's actually worth. Yeah. It's impossible. What, what is Bezos worth? $140 million? million. A billion, I mean, $140 billion. Gonna, Isn't he worth uh, a lot more than that? I thought he was worth $140 billion. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, you're right. 145 145 yeah. So, you know, Putin's probably worth about, what, three, $400 billion, something like that. Who knows? About I mean, halfway to a trillion, I bet. Technically, the richest person who ever lived was probably whoever owned the India Trading Company at its prime. Yeah, that's probably true. They owned the world. <laughs> Rockefeller did rather okay himself. Well, you know, Bezos, uh, mentioning him, uh, the latest thing I have heard, or read, I should say, uh, from the Hollywood trades, is that he may purchase AMC Theaters. Oh, is that right, from the Chinese? <clears throat> well, from, I don't know, do they own it? I don't know who the owns Chinese it. The Chinese own at least a third of it, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, so, you know, because obviously they're in dire straits because of, of what's going on with the theaters being shut down. And um, the stock prices shot up just on the rear rumor of that happening. Mm -hmm. But uh, just imagine if he gets that chunk of, of real estate, you know, a big theater chain, and, of course, he's right. already got... He's got Whole Foods, so he can supply the theaters with Whole Foods, and uh, he can write positive reviews in the Washington Post. And sure, absolutely. <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll be right back more with Timmy Lammers and Doug Sprinthal right after this. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customers? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. 
Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Ooh, little Buffalo Springfield, for what it's worth. Lead singer, Buffalo Springfield. Well, there was Something a couple. Yeah. Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills. There you go. Stephen Stills. There you Neil go. Young was in the band as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, but Stephen Stills was the lead singer. Yeah. I would have well, said the lead singer's <clears throat> Buffalo Springfield, so I don't know. Yeah, but the guy named Buffalo Springfield. Yeah. One of like my Buffalo favorite Bill. things about Stephen Stills, he was on the KQ Morning Show once. Long time ago, and he and I are having a ball, just laughing, joking, talking about the record business, talking about rock and roll, all of it. And uh, the woman on the show makes some smart-ass comment, and he goes, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't you get the woman to shut up so we can still have fun? Wow! <laughs> like, Whoa! Steven, wow. settle. Steve. settle down, Steven. <laughs> Those CSN guys, they're all kind of, they're, they're cranky fellas. They are. They are you Google. Are. Google on, or not Google, go on YouTube, just um, um, Graham Nash talking about David Crosby. Oh, yeah. Talk about one person hating another person's gut. Oh, well, David is very hateable. Well, oh, my God. I mean, he doesn't hold back at all, Graham Nash. Graham has always always said whatever he feels like saying. Almost that is every true. band is like that. Everybody yeah, thinks true. playing in bands is great, and I tell them, it's like fi- having five girlfriends. It sounds really good until you actually have five girlfriends. Yeah. But, you know, a journey, these guys are suing each other and they're kicking guys out of oh, tears. Really? Oh, and... yeah, that's right. That's right. I know. It's unbelievable. What are you going to do? So what should I watch over the weekend? Because remember, well, Thursdays are my week. Uh, my weekend now. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I know Mike wasn't a fan of Capone. I, I think, you know, for the performance alone for Tom Hardy, it's worth it. Um, but he's right. He, he talked to me about... Uh, triggering <laughs> the word he used this morning some of the the, the 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 content of the movie might trigger some stuff for you so oh really you know, yeah he did say it to me but what, so you know what he means by that i do now i oh, do now because okay. he texted me afterwards and uh I, I guess you could i guess i could say without giving too much away because this is about a, a man whose mind is obliterated so because of the syphilis, the late state right. syphilis. So, right. you know, he says the mental health angle, you know, might trigger you. Mm. Well, maybe. So, yeah, it's a possibility. You know, I, and, I, and I, could, I could see his point, because when he said it to you this morning, I, I didn't quite get what he, you know, what part of it he meant. But, right. you know, to me, I am, you know, when you see a, a Vin Diesel movie one week and then you see Tom Hardy the next, yeah. you just realize just how phenomenal... Um, uh, and we've always said this, you know, Mike and I, when we were texting back and forth about Capone, he brought up legend, you know, when, when he played the Cray brothers and, Mm -hmm. and how phenomenal Tom Hardy was in that. And, you know, what I love about his work is that he has never been one as in demand as he is. You don't see him in really, apart from Christopher Nolan stuff, you know, he was in The Dark Knight. You don't see him in the big budget stuff that often. No, you I don't. I mean, he does, he does the work that he wants to do, 
And this is a very small film that was not picked up for any major distribution, and that's part of the reason why we're seeing it on video on demand now. Um, so he goes where he thinks is going to be the best role. And what he does with, with Capone is something I've never seen before, is a portrayal of Al Capone. You know, again, as I mentioned briefly in KQ this morning, it, you get the Robert De Niro's and the Untouchables and, and stuff like that, and you get Capone at the height of his power, but you never get him at the end, end of his life. That's so I, that's what was fascinating to me, seeing that story, you know, seeing from that vantage point and the people that, you know, just, again, the guy was so crazy unpredictable at, that, at the end. Uh, who knows how much is true, of course, too. That's the other thing. But, you know, they try to imagine what, you know, his adult brain was thinking at the time and the, and the weird places it would go. And that's where they came up with these bizarre scenes where nightmare scenarios would play out. So well, it's, to me, it's really interesting from that vantage point. Did you see Ben Gazzara when he played Capone, like, in the 70s? You know, I probably did, and it's funny enough, I forgot about that. The last film called Capone, uh, named Capone, was the Ben Gazzara version yep. in 75. And, there's and a, Yeah, go ahead. There's a scene in there where he, he cannot think straight at all. <clears throat> and they kind of, it starts pulled way back, and the camera starts to close in and close in. And you realize he's sitting in a bathrobe in Palm Island, Florida, fishing in his swimming pool. He's got a fishing pole, and he's fishing in the swimming pool. And he's going like, oh, sons of bitches, I told them. You know, they better watch their step or I'll be, no, ma, no, ma, nicest communion suit on the block, ma. It's like, oh, wow. It's like, I have to God. see this then because oh, it's really now, obviously good. they do touch upon that. I mean, obviously this is the entire film um, where they go with his last year of life. I mean, it's oh. the... Uh, prologue where they, they mentioned the prison and the, and the uh, syphilis and all that and how his brain was gone and um, but there is a scene I mean I, to, I mentioned on KQ that there's you know he's incontinent right yes, so yeah. he's having accidents yeah. all over the place uh, of the worst manner and yeah, there are scenes with him yeah. wearing a diaper so you, all of a sudden you got these fantasy scenes where yes in reality it's grounded in reality because he's walking around with a robe and a diaper but then he's got a Tommy gun shooting up everything. <laughs> it's like, how often are you ever going to see a scene where a dude is wearing a diaper and shooting a Tommy gun? I'll Never. have to watch it. i got to watch it because I love yeah. Tom Hardy. Oh, he's just unbelievable. And again, what he does with his voice. I mean, again, how he didn't wreck his voice for life. Cause I, uh, uh, there were times when he was unintelligible. I can do that because my... Youngest son does the Walking Dead impersonation all the time. He literally sounds <laughs> like this. Like a zombie. I mean, you know, yeah, he, he was like unintelligible. And, you know, everybody, because he's got his cronies around him still. And they're all, yes, I'll just, oh, wait, excuse me. Nobody, that's the other thing I learned. Nobody could call him Al. He hated Oh, no, being he called. hated being called Al. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So another little tidbit. The movie's original title was Fonzo, because there was this gardener who called him Fonzo. Alfonso, yeah. Yeah, and otherwise they called him Fonz. Um, but Fonzo was the original title. They probably did a great service to the film by just renaming it Capone, because who the hell was Alfonso? I mean, even with Tom Hardy, you know, they might not have gotten it. But yeah, they last minute changed it to Capone, which is a good move. Mm -hmm. I think the movie's going to do okay. I mean, it was a it's a nine ninety nine rental. 
again, understandable. I mean, I never played anywhere, so right. they got to get their money back somehow. But you can get it everywhere. Uh, you know, Amazon, Redbox. I, I read, rent all my stuff on Redbox online, but you can get them anywhere. I love it. Have you guys seen uh, Death of Stalin? No. No. Oh, you've got to watch it. It's it's fabulous. It's about Stalin dying, but it's kind of a comedy. But it's serious what? too. Yeah. Really? Uh, Jeffrey Tabor plays the Tabor. secretary. Yeah, general, and uh, Steve Buscemi uh, plays Ooh. Nikita Khrushchev, and Michael what? Michael Palin plays uh, Ambassador Molotov, the guy that Molotov cocktail right after. Right. Mm. It's oh, what it's a cast. Really great cast. What's it's, it called? Death of Stalin. Death I think of Stalin. It's a I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Though. Yeah, it's it's worth it, and it's it's maybe hour and a half long or so. It's not super long, um, but it's it's crazy. It's I won't tell you too much about it. Just watch it. We'll watch. We'll With track a cast it down. like that, you I mean it's hard to go wrong. So we got Capone to watch, and we also got the Death of the Stalin. Death of Stalin. Yeah, it's Murder Weekend. Murder Weekend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we got a special Murder Weekend going here. Hey Tommy, I take it you didn't watch uh, Blood Bloodshot then with Vin Diesel. I, I have not watched it yet. I still I, I still intend to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I, you know, I used to like his movies, and and the, the reason I stopped going to his movies is because he's such a prick. Remember, it's been a long day. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? And he can't act. Other than that, that act other than that, he's fabulous. All. Other than Mark Sinclair. Let's go with Vin Diesel. What's wrong with the name Mark Sinclair? He got so lucky with well, Fast and Furious. He, oh, he did. You know, yeah. He, yeah, he did. Yeah. He woke up on third base and thought he'd hit a triple. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's true. Uh, yeah, you know, and I, I sent a, a, an article along to Zep that day. I reviewed it because there's a, a deal about the junket, press junket for um, Bloodshot, and just how incredibly difficult the guy is. I might have talked about yeah, this last yeah, week. Yeah, I guess he's, he's just, just horrible. Yeah, he he was you know, and and on the set too, where he would you know he'd make they got the shot set up, which takes forever to do anyway, and then they have to wait for two hours for the guy to get there because he's screwing around on the lot or whatever. Yeah, those days are done though, man. Because I don't care how much money they bring in uh, their box office with the Fast and Furious. Movie productions cannot afford that anymore. No. They better no. clamp down on people like him because there's no excuse for it. He just does it because he can do it. Yep. That was very but true. Then, yeah, this, move, this article just boils down everything about just how incredibly difficult the guy is. So, well, yeah, that's, that's hard because, you know, sometimes you can like somebody in a movie and then you hear about their personal stuff and it's like, I don't want to watch their stuff anymore. I understand. What's his real name? Mark Lipschitz? Sinclair. Sinclair. Mark Sinclair is his real name. Whose but, name is Lipschitz for real? Somebody famous. Um, Tony Curtis? No, Bernard Schwartz was his name. Tony Curtis was Bernard Schwartz. I don't know. We'll take a break. Andy will look Bernie it up. Bernie Schwartz. Bernie Schwartz. He's a pretty boy. We'll be right back. Family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back with a question for Timmy Lammers. You ready, Timmy? Yes, I am. Whose real name is Ralph Lipschitz? I think he could hear well, us. Well, unfortunately, I heard... Oh, you uh, could hear it? Yeah, I could hear it, but imagine this. Buy the Lipschitz collection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ate up the, the Ralph Lipschitz restaurant the other day. It's really good. <laughs> Ralph Lauren. Yes, exactly. So you I could heard, hear us that whole time. I could hear Andy talking. I could, well, I could hear the spot, and I could hear you guys talking, but I heard Andy saying Ralph Lauren. Did you hear the part where I said, hey, goddamn Lammers? Yeah, yeah you heard hey, I, I get that every time. That's, that's <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> I get it every time. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I know I'm not, I'm not very well. I'm not a very nice man. I'm not a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> you know where that came from? Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, what's his name, Scotty? Scotty. Scotty, yep. Scotty oh, on the yeah. KQ Morning Show. I said, what do you think of William Shatner? He goes, he's not a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I got to tell a quick Shatner story. I, I haven't talked to him nearly as much as you, but it's one of those deals where the second time I interviewed him, I think I've interviewed him three times. The second time I said, yeah, hey, I talked with you about this movie. He goes, I remember you. And I started laughing because I thought, you know, this guy is so full of it. He is just so smooth. He might remember you. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you. I started laughing. And then he goes, no, really, you're an extraordinary young man. Well, you are an extraordinary young man. There's no question about it. So, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal, but you know, it's it's fun to get BS'd by Shatner because I know. he is one of a kind man. Yeah. He is. I I love him. I do. I, I know. think he's wonderful. Hard to work with, I guess, though. Yeah. Well, I wanted, to, and I never had the balls to do it, but I wanted to say sabotage just to see if he'd correct me. Sabotage. <laughs> Don't tell me how to do it. It sickens me. <laughs> William Shatner all wound up about. Now he, uh, matter of fact, about ten years ago, he goes, "Tom, come to my house for Christmas, Tom. We're gonna have a great time. We'll see what Tom. We'll see what Christmas." Like, yeah, okay. I'll I'll wait to get the invitation. I'll keep checking the mail. I remember you. You. You're a fine young man. Oh man, just the greatest to be BS by William Shatner. It's a, it's a career yeah, high. Exactly, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> Being BS by William Shatner. God, is he? Isn't he like ninety years old now or something? Yeah, he's up. There. He's actually my. Well, my dad died at age eighty seven, and he was born the same year, I believe. So he's getting close to ninety. My dad was yeah. born in nineteen thirty. Well, yeah. So yeah, he would be. I he think he was be. born in December, so he might be on the edge of 89. He is, yes. He just turned 89 in March. In March, okay. So, hey. Yeah, but God, I mean, you, you see him, and he's really, I mean, he's really with it, and he's, you know, not to say that 89-year-old people can't be, mm-hmm. but, I mean, this Often guy, they aren't, especially he's going to go forever. Yeah. He is going to go forever. I mean, and my 90-year-old mother-in-law, same way. I mean, it's like. No big deal. I'm yeah. 90. Okay. Well, how many celebrities, especially, can you name 
that are that for one lived to be 90 even and the ones that yeah. did you know were still you know it's basically william shatner and uh betty white well dick, yeah. dick van dyke's still doing well. he's still alive he's in 95 really? and he's a big you know he's a big bernie sanders supporter oh is he really <laughs> yes exactly and his wife's like 30 or something isn't she <laughs> yeah. isn't that funny is how that works well, he was in Mary Poppins Returns just briefly, but right, and I don't know right. how much of his dancing he did, but he was probably damn good. I loved yeah, probably him. Probably not a lot. Mary Tyler but, Moore on that show, Maury Amsterdam, yeah. all that. I loved that Great. show. Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner. His wife, she, so he's uh, 94 and she is 48. Okay, I was well, close. Quite <laughs> the gap. So basically half and half almost. Wow. Basically, yeah. He's almost twice as old as she is. Yeah, that's true. And she's 48, so what does that tell you? <laughs> Holy Anna. Yeah. That's getting up but there, brother. I tell you what, when Betty White's name turns up on Twitter, the first thing people think is that yep. she's dead. Oh, yeah. And the, last week, her name turned up because people uh, saw that Betty Wright died. Right, Betty and, Wright died last week. And and right away, they thought, you know, reading it quickly, oh, my God, mm. Betty, Betty White died. No, no, Betty Wright died. So, yeah, she's 99, and she just signed on God, to some new Isn't that great? That is wonderful. I love her anyway. Betty White is as good as a She in the Mary Tyler Moore show was a superstar. Yeah. God, she was good. She, it's gonna well, be, uh, for her, it's going to be a race between uh, who can make 200 first, her or the queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the queen is sharp as a tack, too. 200 yeah. years old. Well, now, we'll another great that. interview, too, Betty White. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah sure. she is. Queen yep. Elizabeth II, yeah, she's 94, so Betty White's got uh, four years on her. Well, so your your great-grandma was, or, or your grandma was uh, 97. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Well, she was 97 minus what, like a week? A week, yeah. She, she missed her 97th birthday by about four or five days, something like that. Yep. But in any case, I don't think it's going to happen to... You know, Doug and me, Andy, you might make it to a C note, but I, not our generation. I don't know. I get I get Feeling long good? livers in my uh, in my family. My dad, oh, yeah, my whole family, strong at eighty nine. Yeah. I'm, I'm named after my great uncle who made it to one hundred and one, died of pneumonia. Yeah, that's pretty really? good. Yeah. Well, Andy, as long as Andy stays away from organized crime and doesn't get shot to death, he'll live a long time. Or start <laughs> drinking two bottles of vodka a day. That'll also bump you off. Or no smoking. Smoking I should probably stay away from. You know, yeah, all, no, the, all the standard killers of old people. Great Uncle Doug quit smoking at 88 when his older brother died. <laughs> My <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> he was so young. I better stop smoking, yeah. man. Yeah, well, it worked for him, right? Yeah, he yeah. made it. So, hey. Well, that's one of the parts of Capone where, uh, you know, he's obviously, well, he was only 48, which, again, that still amazes me. I never knew that he was that young I know. when he died. But, they were, you know, he's obviously on his last legs, and his doctor tells him, you can't, you can't smoke cigars anymore. What? Yeah. You know? What? Uh, yeah. Mm. I mean, he's, he's going to die, and no, no, but you can't, you can't have him smoking cigars. Because yeah. for the first half of the movie, he's got a cigar in every... Yeah. Every yep. sliver of frame, every frame, he's got a cigar in his mouth. So, yeah, it's who cares at that point, you know? You know what I would have done in that movie just to be a prick? I don't know why. I, I think it would have been very funny, but what I would have done during the shooting of Capone, I would have had him go down into the basement and look down at the floor, and this would be a Pepsi bottle sitting on the floor. Remember... Uh, 
Geraldo Rivera. Rivera. Oh, Rivera. Rivera. <laughs> the Pepsi <laughs> bottle and the big reveal. There's the Pepsi bottle on that the floor. That would have been pretty funny. It would have been great to do that. They should have done that. It would have been very funny. <laughs> And well, and that's bottle. the big mystery with the film is that he supposedly, he that's one thing you really never know for sure. He says, I buried $10 million, but his adult oh, right. brain can't yeah. remember where it is. Oh, God. And the feds are sitting there, they got wiretaps, and they're, you know, hidden around his estate, and, you know, they're trying to look for the information to get, which at that time, obviously, I mean, $10 million is a lot now, but in 1947? Yep. Woo. Oh, God, 1947. That was a lot of money, man. I remember in 1955, I think it was, my father came home from work all excited, and he goes, Toots, watch this. And he laid five $20 bills on the coffee table because he was now making $100 a week. Wow. Isn't that amazing? He's making 50 200 bucks a year, and that was – we lived in an apartment downtown Minneapolis, so it wasn't – wasn't like that was no money, man. Well, what year was that? 55. Let's see. 1955. 54, actually. It was 54. $100. He would have been making $52,000 a year in today's money. So 10 times the money. Yep. 10 times Isn't it more. Isn't insane how, much in, how worthless the dollar bill has become in the past 60, 70 years? So if you made a hundred grand in 1954, you'd now be making a million bucks a year. Yep. God, that's amazing. Well, when you so think roughly, about it, what the, would ten million be worth in 1947? Oh God. Yeah, it's well. Let's find out. Like the a Reds, billion the Red Sox sold Babe Ruth's contract to the Yankees yeah. for a hundred grand. A hundred grand. No, it was 1918. Hundred fourteen million. So what? What? What was? Would you start? Figure you start with ten million. Be a hundred and fourteen million now. Yeah, thousand percent inflation plus change. A thousand percent in in, and you're talking in, about seventy three years. Yep, that's terrible. Sure is a thousand percent inflation in seventy three years. Yeah, that's not good news. No, it is not. All right, Timmy, what else you got, Pally? It's time to wrap her up for the first hour. Well, already. yeah, I mean, you know, I can't recommend Fantasy Island. That was my other film Looks this terrible. morning. That that oh, sucks. Yeah, but again, that Quibi, the Great Cloud Island. I just love Quibi. Yep. yep. I love uh, Fifty States of Fright. I mean, obviously, you like um, horror stuff, Tommy. So you got to watch it from the beginning because you can get through all the episodes. The first one is Sam Raimi's um, from uh, Michigan, and then there's the Ball of Twine from the, Kansas. It was set in Minnesota. Twine, but, yep. Yeah, and and so that's terrific. That's got Ming Na Wen and directed by a Minneapolis native. So that's pretty cool. Yes. And then uh, there's a Bigfoot tale in there as well. So there's five. Out, and out of the five episodes, the, the last one's the weakest. It's like a Blair Witch deal. Mike Bryan and I were texting back and forth when I uh, when he started watching the show. So you can get through all five episodes in easily a day <laughs> if you wanted to. Yeah, it's like 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, really. Yeah, so it's it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. And there's a lot of other great shows on Quibi as well. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been suggesting to people. All right, homie, we'll talk to you next week. All right, have a great weekend. Stay safe, everybody. You too, Timmy. Thanks a lot. Tim Lambert, ladies and gentlemen, will be back. Car Selling Secrets is up next. Yeah!